0: The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Turn us on and the satisfaction's guaranteed. Frank Discussion with Passion on CJD 800. Coming up after 10.15, the Millennial Panel Uh, will have lots to say about dating during COVID. Let's see how they have taken the guidelines seriously or not Uh, we'll talk about erectile dysfunction or performance anxiety in uh, the younger age so the under under 30 age and uh, whatever other topics come along so feel free to send in uh, questions or ideas But first, time to check out our inbox. Your texts are always welcome.
1: Connect with passion at 514-800.
0: So before I answer your questions, which, by the way, you can always send to me by email to laurie at com, I just want to say to the winner of uh, last week's trivia game, the second winner of last week's trivia game. If you're listening, please call us back at 514 800 as we did not seem to have the right phone number for you. I tried to get in touch with you, but I don't think it was the right number. So please call us back. You know who you are. Thank you very much. Okay, here's a question and um, maybe get some um, ideas from our listeners here. Hello, Dr. Lori. Thanks for all your help. You're amazing. Thank you. I have two really young kids. How is it possible to have sex with two little demons running around? I'm thinking about building an office porn room. I don't know, but we need our sex time. Any ideas helps. So how do people how do you manage when you, or when you did have little kids to get that time for yourself? Obviously when they're really little, I would hope that they go to bed relatively early, right? So getting, getting them on a schedule where they're in bed by seven, if they're really little is good. It gives you the rest of the evening. Of course, A lot of parents will say, well, the rest of the evening is spent, you know, cleaning and and preparing and doing and the laundry and and everything else. But you're going to have to make that, make that time. Uh, Having them babysat regularly also is a, is a good idea. If they can, if you have, uh, if they have grandparents that they can sleep over at or or what have you, that's also a good thing. Putting a lock on your bedroom door so that uh, you're not, unexpectedly disturbed because a lot of parents, when they have young kids, um, of course they get nervous. They want the kids to be able to, to come in. They want to be able to hear them. And and I get that, but that anxiety about the kids possibly walking in can certainly kill a mood or make it like, okay, this has to be a quickie and, and what have you. But there's always that that ear out to the outside of the door to see are, are, are any of the kids coming in. So putting a lock on the door, will at least alleviate that. And then as soon as you're done, you can unlock the door. So you don't wanna necessarily sleep with the the door locked. But so those are some of the things that I um, I think you can do. If anybody else has tips for... Uh, this person who emailed about, uh, you know, trying to find, uh, find ways building, well, building a whole other, uh, room for that. That's a little bit different. Like what a red room, like the sex room with the, if you have the space and you want to do that, that's fine. Keep it under lock and key as you should with your sex toys and, and all that kinds of stuff. So there you go. Uh Dr. Laurie, I absolutely love you and your show. My question is it hurts behind my balls close to my ass when I come. I'm 40 years old. So pain during or with ejaculation, it's not uncommon, but it is, and you're feeling it in the perineum. So that area between the testicles and the anus is called the perineum, that that area there. Your prostate lies there as well, so inside. Um, It might be important for you to check with your doctor and let your doctor know that you experience pain with ejaculation. It could indicate a problem with the prostate Uh, some um, swelling in there possibly something going on in that area so uh, whenever you're feeling some kind of pain that's brand new that happens on a regular basis this is something like don't be shy I know a lot of especially men do not run to the doctor for things and sometimes when it's a sexual thing they don't necessarily want to talk to their doctors about it but you must it is important for you to keep healthy uh, and and to have regular checkups men women alike and these are some of the issues that you really should bring up with uh, with your doctor so that there's that Uh, text writes and you don't have to put a lock on the door when they are little, you can put the plastic knobs over the doorknob. That's true. You're right. The safety, um, those safety things, right? Yes. Those are even difficult for adults to open up. Um, that's true. And especially, you know, (laughs) that reminds me of like the toilet ones, you know, the toilet things. I remember the first time we installed that I couldn't get the toilet open. (laughs) So there's that too. Um, All right, Uh, let's see. Hey, Hey, doctor, thanks very much. I appreciate your fans' input, so the listeners' input. My question is, I've been married for 20 years. We both know it's time to move on, but our youngest daughter is one. I caught her first texting with another guy uh so i don't know what's going on here i uh don't have enough information to know what your relationship is like all i can say is you guys need to talk this out with a therapist so um if there's a lack of trust if there's been any sign of infidelity whether it's emotional infidelity or physical infidelity I I would want to ask you, how do you know it's time to move on? What conversations have you had? And do you want to continue the relationship? Do do both of you want to continue the relationship? I think I really... I, I'm a strong believer that before you end up in divorce court, you end, you go to a therapist's office. You, I think you owe this to your children because the children are the ones that suffer in the long run and in the short term from, from the separation. If it's something that you can fix, always remember you loved each other once, okay? You were in love once. So if we can figure out what some of these issues are and clear the air... And find ways to communicate better and find out what each of you needs and work on that it's far more worth that effort I believe I I think that some people go and just end things very quickly without giving it that option and maybe they don't want to work so hard but I'm sorry when you get married, you make a commitment, not just to the marriage or commit to fidelity, but unless you have a different arrangement, but you commit to working it out. That's to me, like you commit to putting the effort it takes to work on stuff. I think that's important. A few texts, married for 20, do everything you can. Do not let 20 years go easily. Easy to give up, don't. You both deserve another 20. And how do you know that he's texting another guy or she or she's texting another guy? That's also true. What, what other information is there? Uh, when the kids are running around before their bedtime, one can watch the kids and the other can do the laundry. That way you can fool around in silence when they are sleeping. <laughs> you wanna try to do that. For sure, um, you need the Dildo Newfoundland Tourism Bureau as a sponsor. After after recently playing the Dildo song, and whenever the Dildo subject matter comes up, there's a, there's a it's true there is a place called Dildo Newfoundland. I, I've I've absolutely uh, have heard about that. That's interesting. Anyway, coming up, uh, we have our millennial panel. We're going to talk about erectile dysfunction in the younger. Generation. What's up with that? A safe place to work out the kinks in any relationship. It's passion with CGAD 800's Dr. Lori Batito. It's our millennial panel tonight where we find out what's happening with our uh, young adults, let's say, and get to uh, put the pulse on that generation. We have our guys we have our women we have our boomer panel now once a month as well now we have the millennials and joining me are two regulars leah Blanglois. she is a business manager at subaru montreal she's 27 single leah living life is her instagram which is says <coughs> so much about leah and of course matt rosniak who is an mma fighter he is a, a co-owner and coach at 360 punch hey guys Hey,
1: Lori. Hey, Lori. How Don't, are
0: you? Good. We all miss each other. We used to see each other regularly at the gym and all three of us and at the studio. And now, what can we do? What We're gonna can wait. do? That's right. So the first thing I want to ask you, both of you, and, and you, and talk to me about your groups of friends and what have you, but how, you're both single, how have you handled your dating life in the past four months? And I... I'm almost sure, Matt, you have not been celibate because the last time you tried celibacy, it didn't work so well for you. Well, you, you know, t- thank you, lawyer. Thank you for that. <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, my celibacy did last for let's say
1: five out of the six months that were projected. However, I don't I came think up it was that it.
0: long. <laughs> I, I think it was that
1: long. I think it was. I I, I think I made myself proud, but. You know, um, I've actually have been seeing somebody recently,
2: Okay. so,
1: uh, it has been a few months, so, uh, I would put, um, I'd put a hold on the, on the single status for now to, to make, uh, Connie happy, I think there, but, um, so you were I, able,
0: so you've been able to stay together throughout all of this.
1: Like, correct. We, actually, okay. I, I've, I've actually, she's been one of the people that I've been quarantining with. Okay. Good. So, um, thankfully that, yeah, we, we've, I've, we've, I've actually had. Um, a relationship throughout this quarantine and I just to circle back to your point almost all of my friends are single at the moment Um, a lot of them got out of long-term relationships rather recently and it's really hard mentally in terms of mental health it is very difficult for my single friends right now
0: have they like have they decided to just go for it anyway are they not like do you find that they're following the guidelines like what What's happening?
1: So a lot of them are following the guidelines, and that's um, taking a serious toll on their not only their social life, but their mental health. So,
0: mm-hmm.
1: for instance, how they've explained it to me is that when they go on uh, a Tinder or Bumble, any of these dating apps, and... They meet somebody. It's almost under the pretense that they know they're not going to meet anytime soon, right? For the most part, so it's almost as if it, even if there is a spark, it's like how how long can you really just text or mm-hmm. or call somebody but without meeting them? It's like having a long-term relationship, yeah, without yeah. ever even meeting them in the first
0: place, right? Long-distance relationship and never and never getting oh, to, long distance, to meet them, me, right? Yeah. And I wonder how many will actually go all these connections that are made that how many will actually materialize in real life? Oh,
1: I No, honestly, there's no way to say probably not that many, you know, um, I feel like right now, and I've heard about this from a lot of my friends that uh, old exes have been coming back into their lives, you know, because it's, it's just, (laughs) I mean, I mean, it's, It's the way that it is. You have no new connections. And not only that, but you can't even connect with old ones. Like, you you can't meet anywhere. You can't congregate.
0: And I guess guess I'm meeting up with exes because I was reading an article about that, that this is like this new thing. When you're holed up at home, you start either you, you become nostalgic or you reach out to somebody who was in your life. So it feels kind of safer to maybe connect with, with that person. Uh, Leia, what do you think? What's happening in, in your life uh, vis-a-vis dating and, and what's happening in your circle of friends? So I've been actively
2: back at work for about a month. So that okay. helps a lot with removing the fear of, um, of COVID per se. Um, also, I've been back at the gym with Matt, and they've been really, really great about all precautions being taken and whatnot. So that's really helping the stigma of life after COVID. Mm-hmm. Dating-wise, um, it's really funny because I've, uh, I've as you know, <laughs> I say this every time I'm on, when I get bored, I get back on the app. Right, so right now, I'm really enjoying analyzing the conversations that I'm having through these apps. And I can honestly tell you, I haven't met any of these guys yet. I have no intentions of meeting any of these guys yet. I'm having a lot more fun being able to see my friends in the distancing of like the 10 people and less and whatnot. I'm prioritizing a lot more my family and my friends and the gym and work versus elaborating a new relationship out of nowhere right now. Right. Right. But the so men on these ads, the play. men on these ads are are really, really um, emotionally driven at the moment. Interesting.
0: Like I, and it's wild. It is wild. Isn't I it, am
2: loving it.
0: It's so interesting that you're finding like a different um, angle to these these conversations are bringing out different parts of people. Right before yeah, it was like. He- more it's, surface and then and, and then when you meet it with something else. But now you're you're getting to yeah. meet them and- I've been
2: on these apps so like I started um, going on the app. I mean when quarantine just started, I got back to New York and Turkey, and Caicos, whatever, like March fifteenth. I was like, I'm quarantined with my parents for two weeks, what else am I gonna do? So I like had a full relationship, like I said on the last show with this guy. We met, it didn't work out. I was like, eh, whatever, not gonna do that. But then I I gave it like a two weeks no app nothing and then I went back on one, and I matched again with some of the guys from the first period of like March fifteenth. Okay. So whatever, and they're still on there, and they're still matching me, and they're like we like I missed you,
0: like I was their little <laughs> like talkative friend for for days. Like Are you? The, are you moving um, to the phone at all? Any phone, like, or is it still just messaging and and what have you? Like, it has it ta- has it gone to video it's calls? It's going
2: a lot to my Instagram. Um, video calls, not really. Okay.
0: I'm just enjoying. So
2: I'm just enjoying <laughs> seeing like the vulnerability of these men. Like, I'm I'm a little bit sick and twisted when it comes to that. Right. But I'm enjoying the fact that like now, huh? You are at home. You're working from home. I am your entertainment, like me and whatever, like the 17 other girls are talking to. Obviously, right? But they're feeding off of that. Like a lot of these guys are not going out and meeting girls, and they're just hiding at home and chit-chatting. Okay. And because sex is <laughs> off the table, they're more vulnerable and they're more they're more emotional when it comes huh. to their
0: to their conversations. I'm I'm curious to hear from Matt if um, do you understand her take on that? Do you think that he loves it? Uh, do you think men yep. are more vulnerable? Are, are expressing their more vulnerable side now because sex is off the table?
1: Well, I, I I shudder to think when men wouldn't express their sensitive sides, it's actually hilarious that you both think that <laughs> men don't express their sensitive sides, apart from a pandemic. Yes, but I could absolutely see your That's point. <laughs> um, it's It's, uh, look, men are, believe it or not, men are actually humans as well. right <laughs> And we do have emotions. We, we mm-hmm. do have needs. Um, I can tell you at the beginning of this pandemic, I was almost by even though I, I had somebody and I was dating somebody, I like almost by proxy, just by feeding off the energy of all of my friends who I was who I was speaking to on a daily basis mm-hmm. because we couldn't see each other. it's, it's lonely. If yeah. if, you, if you don't if you don't have anyone, especially if you're past, you know, your mid twenties, so you're most likely you've either moved out or you just spend less time with your family in general because you're at work or you have responsibilities. I mean, you you know anybody listening to the show knows this as well as as we do. You get home, it's six or seven p.m. By the time you're done cooking. It's a. There's nothing more that you want to do than just cuddle up with a partner, or All at right. least share your emotions with somebody. That's not restricted to the female gender. Men feel exactly the same way. They want
0: mm.
1: the companionship the at the yes. end of the day. And yes. and I mean, like one month where you know guys can tough it out. We're tough. It's like we're into month three now. <laughs> four. I think.
0: I think we're four. going on month four. <laughs> we're going on month
1: four. This is, this is crazy. I mean, like it's. I'm not going to say it's like being in house arrest, but...
0: It feels like it. Yeah, yeah. It, can, it can feel like it. So um, Mark wants to know, Dr. Lori and guests, wouldn't you say getting to clearly know someone during a pandemic is far better than rushing into bed pre-COVID?
2: So I'll answer that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I went through,
0: I mean, Matt is um, dating a lovely girl
2: named Connie, and, and we I finally got to meet her this weekend. I'm super happy for them. So Matt can't answer that. Right so now. love that. He's, he's, he's been <laughs> he's been very happy with this girl. So he has no idea about this answer. Okay, you answer. But then. when it came to um when it came to the matter of fact, like I was very invested with this one person for what seemed like forever, but I think it was like three weeks. Okay. No nope, joke, like waking up to this person in the morning, like FaceTime calls, <gasps> texting and like I rem- like Matt and I are are, are are like best friends outside of This show right now and I was telling him about it and he was like oh that's great whatever like all the best like I'm looking forward to doing a double date whatever and I met this person and unfortunately it didn't reciprocate into real life so at the same time it is great to build a a more intense emotional connection and and psychological connection with somebody before running into bed but just also answer to that person like I'm not one to to casually have sex at all, and I always strive to look for an emotional connection with someone before. Unless you're on vacation, Leia, right? Well, Unless only you're on if vacation. I'm on, on vacation, <laughs> it's another Leah. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I met this person, and it was, it just didn't reciprocate. So I don't necessarily encourage
0: everyone to build these high hopes either. Okay. Through so you, their
2: online dating
0: experiences. Right. So interesting, because you invested three, like three weeks online, and it just fizzled. Online, well, no, it's when I met that person.
2: Oh, you met you finally met that I person. I finally met that person. I was like, This is not the person for me. And then, funny enough, Matt brought up that the ex boyfriends are coming. Well, no, not you or Matt brought up that the ghosts of the past are coming back. Yeah, and I was dating someone from the states last year, and that person reached out to me,
0: okay,
2: um, about like a week and a half ago or whatever. So now that's happening, and he's like considering coming to Montreal to visit for like.
0: When the for borders or open. Whatever, a vacation, quarantine.
2: <laughs> so we'll see if that's just like a quarantine.
0: I miss a Leia. Dream. Or like, right, right, more, right. You know? <laughs> like, I'll, I'll keep you posted on that. So it's really hard to know yeah, in exactly. a way. It's like, is this for real or not for real? And when exactly. we meet, it's like, so you're right, because oftentimes when we when we recommend like online, you meet somebody online, we, in normal times, we say, don't spend weeks and weeks and weeks developing a relationship before you meet. It's just that this time, these, these times are obviously a little bit different. Coming up with our millennial panel, Leah A.U. Blangois and Matt Rosniak, we are going to talk about, um, erectile dysfunction becoming more common, among young men what is happening and maybe uh, matt can give us some insight on that between him his friends and uh, and leah too with her experiences i'm sure we'll find out a whole lot right now let's check in with our cjd800 newsroom the following program contains mature subject matter listener discretion is advised from the pleasure and the politics to the hang-ups and the heartbreak you're listening to Passion CJD 800. Tonight we have our millennial panel, uh, both uh, individuals in their twenties. Uh, Leah A. U. Blangway is a business manager at Subaru Montreal, and Matt Rosniak is an MMA fighter and co-owner and coach at 360 punch i just want to share a text here that says that with a mask on you can do positions from dr laurie's book pages 33 101 and 125 so I, I wanted to know if this was a joke so i went back to the book and i checked and yeah you're right page 33 101 and 125 dedicated
1: I'm fan. that's good i love it as, i love it as an author i i'm sure you're proud that they're actually using the book
0: <laughs> I'm happy, I'm happy to hear people are taking uh heat of that. Anyway, I want to talk about this. Okay. It, is this something we want to talk about erectile dysfunction in younger men? Because as a, uh, a therapist and my colleagues who work in this field will attest the same thing over the last 20 years, we have seen more and more and more young men, uh, come to us with erectile dysfunction. I have men in their twenties, in their early thirties, um, who experiences probably one of the more common problems I see most of which related to performance anxiety, but, um, a lot of, there's a lot of factors that, that could go into this. Some people blame, you know, porn, for example, too much, uh, too much porn or just the religion based ideas that, that porn poisons the soul or things like that. Um, but there's other factors like, and I'm not sure porn is the actual, uh, could be a a reason maybe for some, uh, the fact that we have very little sex education, the fact that the sexual imagery that young men and women too are exposed Mm -hmm. to, um, offers a false education that the, the porn is, is not real, right? It's, it's not. and, And then when a real life sex partner comes along, you don't have the skills it just requires different mental skills than someone whose entire sex education has come from watching porn. And then we look at movies and mainstream media where sex happens so quickly. No conversation, no foreplay, none of that stuff. Um, we also know that a lot of younger uh, individuals are on medications like antidepressants, for example. Um, and then there's uh, what I see the most is the the shame And the fear, so if a man experiences erectile dysfunction, and I I, I don't want to say erectile dysfunction, I just want to say if he loses his erection even one time, and the partner doesn't take it very well, like we'll say, what's wrong? Am I, am I not attractive to you? Do you you're not attracted to me? Then that fear plays into it. It's like, uh-oh, that partner's gonna leave me, or I don't wanna disappoint her, or uh, I'm scared of disappointing and getting the reaction, or I've heard men who say their partners have cried after it. it it's only made it worse. Uh, so, obviously, we need to, it's something we should talk about because it's very present. I'm just not sure that people in your age group are actually talking amongst themselves about it. Um, so, let me start with you, Matt. Well, <laughs> I, I mean,
1: like, we're, like we're not going to talk outright about it. Um, if it comes up in conversation, as in if you're having a super specific conversation and you specifically ask the question, I'm sure friends who are close will end up saying it, but it's not something that you would actively bring up almost ever. Uh, and that is a stigma because, quite honestly, you know, th- th- there's a lot of, j- just as you listed before, there's a lot of ex- extraneous factors why it would happen in the first place. And it's not to say that if it doesn't happen when, if it happens when it's going to happen again, not, you know, it doesn't work like that. I've had performance issues myself okay. um, in the past, either with a, with a long-term partner and with a flame, mm-hmm. you know, and um, it, it's, it's,
0: and it would be due to what for you and so, how did you overcome it or how did it not so, let you, how did it not bother you over time?
1: Um, well, quite, I'm not even gonna lie to you. Why it didn't bother me over time is just my ego is so massive as a male. (laughs) It's just, it just did, it
0: really just did. So, so wouldn't
1: it have hurt your ego?
0: Wouldn't it have hurt your ego then? You know, honestly,
1: I don't. No, because of the edu- because of the sex education that I've had, ah. especially uh, in my early twenties. So in my early twenties, when I went to Cesar, one of my humanities classes was about sex and sexuality. Okay, so I I I did get exposed to those types of topics on a deeper level, more than just what would be in your high school uh, sex ed right, reel right. that they would show in class um however i'm gonna uh, honestly i'm gonna take a separate approach on it because as you were listing out the reasons they there are reasons that we've heard of before but i think a reason that a lot of people might not have contemplated or thought about is quite honestly the coddling of uh like the north american man so i have i just visited europe um, in October, mm-hmm. in last uh, last October, late September, last October. And I went to go visit some family there and um, specifically in Poland. And the, the male persona in Europe is still very much of the machismo man. Mm-hmm. That used to be the same case here. And then around the same time that you listed, around 20 years, give or take, uh, early to, late nineties, early two thousands, um, woke culture really started to enter the mainstream. That being um, more emphasis n- not necessarily on the beta male, but but on the sensitive male and mm-hmm. on the introvert and on the intellectual rather than the brute. And that's all well and good because it, it fosters a, a, an era of uh, inclusion mm-hmm. for everybody. You know, even for men who may not view themselves as as rough and tumble guys or, or alpha males mm-hmm. per se, but there's a certain thing that comes with that as well. Like if you're going to if you're going to say that everything's okay and you don't have to ever step up to the plate in certain areas of life, those are going to reverberate in your sex life. Like your sex life is oftentimes a reflection of who you are as a person in real life, right? Mm-hmm. Like if if you're if you're not a generous person in real life, oftentimes that'll be reflected in the
0: bedroom. Right. right, right.
1: You won't be a generous lover, right?
0: Or if you're an anxious person in real life, you may be, uh, overwrought with, uh, anxious thoughts during sex as well, which could, uh, impact your ability to get an erection. Mm-hmm. Right. I I do find so, that actually. Mm-hmm.
2: So how do you feel that that gentleman that become since the 2000s or whichever, like what is the biggest trigger you think for us millennials?
0: For like, the for the erectile dysfunction, you mean? Yeah. Like yeah. what?
2: Like what triggers you guys the most in a sexual encounter?
0: To get well,
1: I mean, I mean, it, it's the actual encounter itself, especially if it's with somebody new. If it's with somebody oh, like, new, do you
2: think do you think that like men are more sensitive towards it? Do you think that men are more careful towards the sexual act with the woman, and the, therefore, like the are not able to be as, like, manly and careless and alpha?
1: Care, uh, care, like it, it's it, You have to be careful of the vocabulary, I think. It's not necessarily that men are more careful. Men are just more excited when the act happens. So, like, as a female, I, I feel like maybe we, we think about sex a little bit differently. Like, I feel like for the female, there's oftentimes... It, it's, it's almost like nothing... Okay, I'm, I'm not going to say this right, because I was about to say it's almost as if nothing can go, go wrong, provided everything's consensual, and, and obviously mm-hmm. we get through those factors, like the actual yeah. sexual act itself, right? Because mm-hmm. to a certain extent, it is up to the man.
0: Well, it, right? it, it's like, his erection is far more obvious, let's just say, right? If, well, if there's sure, no erection, right? like, it's going to be difficult to have intercourse.
1: Exactly, right? right? So, so no matter which way we slice this pie, to, to a certain extent, it depends on the man. So the pressure, right? what you're I,
0: saying is the pressure is on the guy.
1: Well, the pressure, correct, because mm-hmm. if he doesn't get the erection, we're not having sex. This is a reverberation through what I was saying before, like, like the modern man, the, moder- the modern man in the 70s and 80s used to just take hold of any situation. He was the alpha man. And even maybe men who were naturally more inverted were just um, socialized to say, suck it up, be a man be a leader, mm, and handle the situation.
0: I wonder Mentally, if our baby boomers feel the same way, but okay.
1: <laughs> um, no, I mean, maybe, I don't
0: know. <laughs> I'm not a baby. Well, I no, but, but I, I'm putting it uh, out there, I'm right? I'm putting I'm putting it out there so people can, uh, yeah, but can it, it respond comes to comes that. Back to my point, that, that's it, exactly
2: what I wanted to know. Was it that because men are now more like aware of the woman's desire and there's more sexual encounters happening in a more casual way Hmm. that maybe these men are now being exactly performance
0: anxious and they're performance driven I think what you're getting to is the performance driven we're going to come back to that I want to continue This discussion on erectile dysfunction being more common in young men and and what it's due to, I'd love to hear from the perspective of older guys at 514-800 if you agree with Matt's assessment of this, but it it is interesting to know why this generation, this is what we're trying to figure out, why this generation generation performing uh, having trouble with performance anxiety and erectile dysfunction passion with dr Lori batito on cjad 800 we have our millennial panel uh, with us tonight. Leah A. U. Blancois, business manager at Subaru Montreal in her uh, mid-20s, uh, along with Matt Rosniak, who is an MMA fighter, co-owner, and coach at 360 Punch. Can both be found easily on social media. I just want to share a couple of, uh, of text messages. We've been talking about why erectile dysfunction is becoming more common among young men. And one texter pointed out, uh, according to the Mayo Clinic, uh, ED in young men, that one of the uh, number one causes is depression, anxiety, and general bad health. So Matt, that's right up your alley as a as a, a fitness and wellness coach. And uh, the number two reason is, um, according to the Mayo Clinic, porn-induced erectile dysfunction. So blaming um, the the overuse, I guess, of uh, of pornography. Another texter writes, if a man does not have an erection, you can always start with oral sex. But I have to say what I have found in um, many young men, they're fine when intercourse is not on the table. They lose their erection when it comes to uh, intercourse. Sometimes they could do all the rest. They just, uh, it's that part that they um, they block or have Anxiety about and this one this texture says a man usually if he is attracted to a woman has an erection from the get go and I'm going to tell you that's that's absolutely false <laughs> that's and, and that is ex- uh, but, really but 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 you agree right that that is false because and this is yeah, where yeah, sure. and this is where the problem arises because with this belief women believe, buy into this belief and so it becomes like what you're not attracted to me and they're not realizing that it's that's the it's on the guy meaning it has nothing to do with his attraction his penis is not cooperating with his brain so the brain is aroused but the the penis is is not because it's uh, anxiety may be overriding that so it actually it it is not an indication and i have hardly ever seen that happen to men who, uh, who suffer from um, erectile dysfunction or, or uh, performance anxiety, usually they really like the person they're with. It's quite, the con- it's quite contrary uh, to that. So um, as a boomer and, and someone very sexually active and likely experience ED more often, from what he is saying, I think we handle it far better and our partner is more understanding. So that's a boomer talking here. Uh, no need to discuss it. It passes and you uh, you keep going. So I wonder if the younger people, because of the lack also of the sex education, are not able to have those conversations. So Leah, I want to hear your take on this because I don't know if you've ever been with someone who experienced this and were you able to have conversations about it?
2: I've never um, experienced it myself. I've always been a very much of a long-term relationship kind of girl.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I've never had. Except that issue on with vacation. My, except on vacation. <laughs> but you know,
2: except like. Except
1: on vacation.
0: <laughs> but I, I remember what you tell us. You know. <laughs> well, the
2: entire show remembers what I tell you. Yeah, It's yeah.
0: recorded. So that's great.
2: <laughs> but um, the I think it's funny. Well, it's not funny. It's very on point what you just said concerning. There's not enough connection to start with, with necessarily like quick one night stand or like that really, really quick casual dating that's happening right now. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very in and out. Okay, well, I'm no longer stimulated by you. I'm no longer excited to see you. So I'm just going to move on to the next swipe vibe. And of course, I don't feel that for my friends that are experiencing casual sex and whatnot, that they can have that conversation with that guy. They don't mm-hmm. know that guy.
0: Right, so right.
2: As a woman that you that barely knows a man that portrays himself as this really rough and tough like fitness guy and, and career guy and he has it all going on and you go on this really great day and then he like rocks your world but then you get to bed and he can't make it happen. It's really awkward as a Mm non-girlfriend or a non-partner to be able to say, hey, it's okay, you know, like, we can just cuddle tonight. And then, like, the gentleman said, the baby boomer said, like, at at some point, that erection might come back. You might just be spooning, and then because you're in that relationship, that comfort level is there, it'll just come back, and then you'll just get right back on the saddle. Right. But that's not what's happening right now. It's really, it's a given that most dates are going to lead to sex, Unfortunately, unfortunately, whatever. That's another debate. But if it doesn't lead to intercourse, it is extremely awkward. Especially that even if it does lead to intercourse, and the sex is over, God knows how long that sex is going to last. Right. And then you don't know that person enough to stick around and hang out and necessarily have a conversation.
0: Right. Exactly. So imagine not even getting to the intercourse act. So not even, and also the, the, the problem is I think what you're talking about too is because you're not emotionally connected and you don't have not developed intimacy, which is crazy because people use the word intimacy to mean sex, which it isn't. So people can have sex without having the intimacy. They're not in a position yet in their relationship to openly talk about sexuality or their vulnerabilities because being able to say to somebody, I'm sorry, I was really anxious. Um, about having sex with you for this reason, that reason, that reason, that shows a vulnerability. Do you think guys are actually going to open up that can of worms at the beginning? You're just
2: never going to hear from that guy again. Right. And then what you said is is, is, really, really, again, very much in tune, then it creates that self-esteem issue in women. If That poor girl that went on, I don't know, like three dates that week, hopefully, I mean whatever it's a personal choice for everyone but let's say led to getting to that sexual point what i don't know let's throw a month out like Mm -hmm. a month of dating and that poor girl two out of three that happened with well that creates issues for that for the women as well
0: right even though it has nothing to and i I, and i really want to stress this to the women out there yes that if your guy is experiencing whatever guy if it's at this beginning of a relationship what have you or casual it isn't about you it's rarely i have found anyway that it's rarely about the attraction to the person it has far more to do with the individual guy and not being you know having whatever for whatever reason is there and let's be real like matt said it happens. You can lose an erection. You you right? And it's just a question of how do you bounce back from that? Do you make does it overtake you with anxiety or do you just move on and say, "Well, listen, this this happens." And I think Matt, you brought the point of because you had sex education, because you knew this was something that happens to all men, you never took it seriously as a as a problem. It never became a problem.
1: Correct. And um it's it's weird because I have a very open idea towards um, learning about not only sexuality, but about a lot of other things um, in life, just in general. A lot of yeah. males don't share that same no. um, interest in terms of jumping into the depth for whatever reason, whether it's the way that they're socialized or whatever else. And it, it's just weird. Like, there should be... There sh- somebody should make a... Uh, a funner way for males to kind of learn about this because whatever's Mm -hmm. working, because whatever's happening right now isn't working.
0: Right. Well, unfortunately... Like you that
1: I know. Well, I mean, like, let's make an I have
0: app. No let's make an app. Well, listen in <laughs> sex in, in sex education. So imagine if you had sex education as a teenager, and you were told, "Hey, guys, it's normal every once in a while to lose that erection for this reason, that reason, like stress, like fatigue, medication. Yeah. Give, give you the whole list of reasons why it could happen. So don't worry about it." Um, you know, like if you had known that early on, you might not have uh, created such anxiety about it later on.
1: It's it's just really hard to find a way for boys not to mock that, especially um, at a young age. To like, mock- oh. Okay. What are you- you can't get your PP hard. <laughs> like I can hear right. it right now. Right. Like you know, there, any <laughs> PSA that's going to be put out, I, I can just, I can, I can literally make fun of it with my friends but, right now. But and uh, I don't even know what it is.
0: But I bet it'll stick in their brain. I bet it will stick in their brain. Couple of texts I want to share. Uh, somebody wrote in for for Leah. She is going to make some mature, intelligent guy very happy. She is understanding. She gets it. <laughs> Aww, what about What about me? What about what about you? you yeah i don't have anything here yeah. for you um this uh no softy issues at 66 boys men think and try too hard pardon the pun to be whom they are not <laughs> to please so uh, there you go all right uh, unfortunately we have uh, run out of time you guys have been That's great been really thank long. you thank you for the great discussions this has been really great so lay right. if people want to get in touch with you
2: so you can come buy a car at Subaru Montreal, just like Matthew did. <laughs> he loves it. Okay. Loved and, it. Honestly, uh, you can find, love it. I'm love it. And you can find me at Subaru Montreal and on Instagram at Leia Living Life.
0: Wonderful. And uh, yeah. And Great. On Lori's show. Yeah, every uh, every month or so. Thank you, Leia. Appreciate it. I miss you so much. We'll see I you love soon. You guys so okay. Much. Bye, Matt Rosniak. Where can people find you?
1: Uh, on Instagram, at Matt Resignac. come train with me at 360punch. Slowly, we are reopening while following all the measures that the government of Canada is forced. Uh at 360punch at 260.365.tier. Yeah. And
0: you'll uh, you'll tell us when you're um when you're fighting Fully so we can all over, come absolutely. and w- a- and watch. Oh my god. <laughs> <I can't
1: laughs> With some <wait>.
0: distance. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. It's probably
1: going to be on pay-per-view. I think every sporting event for the rest of the I year know. is going to be
0: uh, yeah. uh,
1: televised rather than in person.
0: Matt, we'll see you soon, okay? Take care. All right, bye, guys. Uh, thank you all for tuning in and for your texts. Uh, thanks to Dave Simon, our technical producer tonight. You can connect with me on social media at Dr. Lori Batito or through my website, DrLori.com. You can find the podcast of the show on the website on the Passion Radio tab or. Just punch in Passion with Dr. Lori on SoundCloud and you'll get all the past shows as well. Coming up next here on CJD, we bring you the CTV National News. Have a great rest of the evening. Stay safe and remember to live your life with passion.